the pride of Duskwall, pulls into the train station of Tiermore. A certain human reluctance, coloring the mechanical motions of the electric locomotive. Across the inky inner void sea is the Isle of Scarflin, smallest of the Shattered Isles, where the biggest fight for freedom was lost. <gasps> After this layover, the Pride will cross over and Scarflin may carry one more broken dream. With one last stop before all may be lost. The line bowls of the Pride of Duskwall are in strange moods, but for now, they do have each other. Welcome to Ghosts on a Train. This is a podcast where we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. I'm your conductor, Greg, uh, and I run the game. Uh, I'm Hannah. I play Angel Anderson, who is currently suffering from allergies because I am suffering from allergies and we have the same voice. <laughs> I'm the I. I play Pip. I am suffering, but like existentially. Uh, Pip is suffering, but comically. Your suffering's kind of funny. It's bad because you're my friend and I care about you, but sometimes it's funny. No, no, it's it's funny. It's it's like <laughs> fall down, go boom. Yeah. I'm Stefan. I play Drix, and I am suffering, long suffering, and I don't know a third thing that sounds clever. But the, it's not a third thing, though. It's this is two sufferings. <laughs> no, no, no. Long suffering is technically different from suffering. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, you know what we're doing now that is that is actually different it's not the feast of gratitude not even a little bit yeah you're doing a layover at the time of recording we've just we just released the episode where we properly finished it you know we still need to release the whole line that came before this layover but uh, i'm just reveling in it spring break is over so the line bulls of the pride of duskwall has safely uh, gotten to the lightning barrier in tearmore tearmore which is another one of those great beachy towns. I would say this. I would say this one's like a, a beach-like town. Across the water, across another railroad, is the whole uh, Isle of Scovlin. Round here, while it's not bright and sunny and hot and arid like the rest of Severus, actually not bright and sunny. What am I saying? Bright and sunny. Um, <laughs> well, no sun explicitly here. not sunny. Explicitly not sunny. Um, it's not uh, hot and arid. Like the rest of Severus, the black sand is kind of meeting the uh, the, the more, more frigid waters that Scotland promises more of. You guys are kind of on the, the highlands of, uh, of Severus. Perhaps before the cataclysm, this part of Severus and Scotland were connected. Once again, we're in a sort of a transitional spot. The architecture, very frontier, wooden, sturdy though. Clean Abraham Lincoln log cabin kind of aesthetic going on. Folks mill about and dressed in some like warm, like cowboy looking furs. And uh, you all have said goodbye to Madame Shams' entertainment car and Brogan, the union, or rather, should I say, friendship coalition organizer. And now our bulls are free to have a layover. Who uh, exits the train first? I'll get off the train. All right. Andrew Anderson. Andrew Anderson, that's Andrew Anderson's really been through it. <laughs> um, 
You've been zapped, knocked over onto the hard roof of the train, blasted directly by a, a spirit's manifestation attack. Listener, Angela Anderson uh, exited this line with but one wedge uh, of harm left. So uh, Angela is as injured as he can be without dropping dead. I look like Winona Ryder at the end of Heathers. <laughs> and what differentiates Andrew from Winona Ryder? Um, uh, well, several things. For one, uh, she doesn't have the cool suit that Winona Ryder had in Heathers. Um, uh, she wears her little Victorian orphan boy clothes, uh, which are probably quite a bit rumpled. Uh, at this point, I don't remember if Winona Ryder was wearing the suit at the end of Heather's, so please don't don't come for me. <laughs> I haven't seen Heather's in a while. I watched the musical much more recently than the movie. Anyway, Andrew, uh, yeah, she has copper skin, dark hair, uh, short boyish cut, which is also different from Winona Ryder. She has dark eyes. She is tall for her age, but her age is 14, so she is tiny. Although I think she's probably, like, at this point, in the, like, firmly in the puberty growth spurt era, which means she's, like, kind of string bean looking, I think. Um, You know, probably doesn't really have boobs yet. I've never specified that before. I just woke up from a nap. I feel like I'm a little weird today. Um, no, it's fine. I Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Andrew Anderson doesn't really have boobs yet. Doesn't really have boobs yet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking before I say anything else. Also, she has a dork, Jiminy, German Shepherd, but hairless and with a handlebar mustache and three legs. Gives that a yorp, yorp, yorp. I as, remembered. Yeah. <laughs> he, he happily wags his tail as he was being remembered. Um, uh, and he encourages, uh, in- encouraging uh, Andrew along as uh, <laughs> she stumbles looking all beaten up <laughs> like Winona Ryder at the end of Heathers. Yeah. My only request for editor Greg is if you keep the bit about the boobs and you have to also keep me regretting saying it. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, if you take it all out, that's fine. But if it needs to be clear that once I've said it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andrew, as you uh, exit the train, you can see the train station. So, so normally people put up posters and flyers around the train station hoping to entice line bulls into jobs or let passengers know things. But this one has a specifically local bend to it, probably trying to get people coming back from the Feast of Gratitude. A lot of posters saying, Town Hall, three days, call for the expulsion of Lord Penderin from the council. Illegitimate, and he must quit. Emit. <laughs> Oh, somebody somebody tried something here, and I do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, who's next? I'll say Pip is next. So Pip, who is naturally kind of more of a string bean, but like one of those like string beans at the like bottom of the, the frozen bag, the ones that are kind of all scraggly, and you're just like, mm, I'm not sure if I want to eat this or not. That's that's the energy that Pip has all of the time. Uh, this time in particular, it's because the last line treated Pip about as well as a kite in a hurricane, so not great. Pip is not doing too great. Very haggard. Pip Pip looks 
Pip looks as haggard and messed up as the pride at this moment, actually. As the pride itself, the pride itself is going to need a little bit of time for repair. Not a whole uh, line staying here, but for sure, for sure, uh, the railmen are going to work for their money. Yeah, Pip, as you exit. Give me another sign. Tell me about these townies. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll give you another sign. Um, as you exit, Candace, the middle-aged conductor of the train, steps out with her cigarette holder. She considers lighting a cigarette, but then she, uh, she strangely puts it away, and she looks out, out from the train station, out across to the water where Scovlin is. Would you say it is a wistful gaze? It's a very wistful gaze. She turns to you. She only exited from a car away from you. A complicated, a complicated look crosses her face. Her mouth wants to say something. Her eyes want to not betray something else. Her head tilts forward as if her legs were going to carry her over towards you. But instead, instead they carry her off to the side. And she uh, shakes her head. Does Pip notice this? No, that, like you're seeing all this. Cool. She just once again looks at Scovlin. Pip will also look wistfully at Scovlin. You know that the plan is for you all to work together and say that Candace is not leaving. But regardless, you're going to have to fight to keep her on the train. It's not going to be a good time for anyone. Drix. All right. Drix steps out of the crew car. He is a tall, severus man, dark skin, dark hair, or dark curly hair. He is wearing a large, uh, large wide-brimmed cowboy hat, black with a red band across it. He's rocking a button-up shirt, kind of a cream color with like a black vest over it. Cream today. <laughs> Some slacks with a loose belt along them, and some boots with the spurs. With the spurs. spurs. Drix is looking uh, pretty good. Drix kind of got out of this one just fine. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's he's a little bit like strolling along until he sees the others, yeah. kind of like half limping, and then he like slows down and is like. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Trevor waves like, oh, hey, man, hey. <laughs> hey, Drix, hey, Drix, what's up? You want to head to the pub later? You probably don't have to go to the physical, right? You look pretty okay to me. No, no I, I gotta, I, I do gotta go. I, 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 I gotta, I'm, I'm pretty hurt. Yep, yep. I don't know. I, don't, I, I look at Angela and Pip. They're looking pretty bad, but I, I think, I think you're fine. We can hear you. I'm so sorry. I'll keep my voice down so to not hurt your eardrums. You've gone through a great shock. Shut I know. up, Trevor. <laughs> um, all right. Um, maybe, maybe just lay I'm off. I'll let you fucking die. <laughs> yeah, see, this, this right here is probably why you don't want to make enemies. <laughs> no, that was me. That was Hannah. <laughs> okay, okay. Ryan keeps uh, threatening Trevor's life in our group chat, and we should have <laughs> let him fucking die. <laughs> Trevor, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Shut up, please. <laughs> but Trevor's our sad little meow meow. Uh, all right, all right, all right there, all right there, Trix. Trevor's not a good sad little meow yeah. meow. Sad little meow meows are supposed to be hot. 
Are they? Well, don't worry. When we get adapted, Trevor's going to be hot as fuck. No. But he's going to be wearing <laughs> glasses so that people will be like, oh, man, what yeah. a dumpy fucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just you guys wait. There's going to be a, a, a dress up montage uh where he takes his glasses off and suddenly and puts his hair pushes his hair back and suddenly he's sexy in order for me to believe that trevor is sexy you're gonna have to change his voice <laughs> <laughs> well time to go get my uh time to go get my uh my my some surgery for my deviated septum <laughs> hi guys <laughs> i hope you're ready it's me Trevor, <laughs> oh. an engineer. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> but in reality, Trevor says, "Oh, uh, all right, all right, Leatrix. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, probably for the best. I don't know. I just, I just talk when I'm nervous. You know. And um, what are you nervous about? The the friendship coalition. Oh, look, we we. All right, all right, all right. So, you know, you know how some things are better when you don't talk about them out loud. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm not talking about them. I'm trying to talk about you guys, but you just asked me what I'm nervous about. <laughs> Tricks, I'm getting some conflicting I'm getting some conflicting messages about okay. whether I should. All right, talk. all right, all right. My my Trevor, Trevor, that's on me. My bad. Did you read the article in the latest Sparkboy magazine? Oh, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> Walk to the Fisker. And then he does. Walk to the Fisker. Who's going in first? Maybe I feel like it's appropriate for Andrew to go first. Oh, sure. It takes a little bit of effort <laughs> to, to push open the doors to the physicker's hut. The sweet, sterile air wafting into your nostrils does something to put a spring in your step. There is a lot, always stuff brewing in here. A lot of lotions, unctions, and potions. And you have a feeling that the physicker is going to have to use a good number of them. The physicker does a double take. Hello. Hi. Uh, Please excuse my gawking. No, I get it. Pray tell, art thou, art thou really Angela Anderson? Yes, I'm just extremely injured. Well, not just that, but you seem to have grown a couple inches. I have? Anatomy is something that I, I get like that. That's true, and you've got the, like, tie, you, you only... I see myself all the time, so I don't really notice. You know, I have been having, like... Leg pains a little bit, and I I asked I asked Drix about them, and he did say they might be growing pains. Oh my! Growing I mean, pains. now they probably hurt because I'm very injured. But like, oh yes, like, before, <laughs> in sooth, I do think that the injuries might be the source of the major pain. Yeah. Um, but growing pains—that's that is that doth be the greatest kind of pain. Pain is not a requirement for growth, but it is so wonderful that pain can have the silver lining of more becoming. As a, as a human being, thou art always becoming. This is, oh, oh, Angela Anderson. Oh, this is, what a wonder. What a wonder. I'm just getting taller. This, this feels like a lot. You're getting taller. I shall ne'er do that. I sit not even within my own body. I, and here I shall remain. Oh, is this not your body? Nay, not. That's, that, that doth be how vampirism works. Oh. My original body was left behind when my spirit came, entered this, this uh, hollow. But you, your own flesh expands and you become whoever you may become. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, only because I'm a kid. I don't think Pip or Drix are ever going to get taller. I mean, Pip could stand up straighter, I guess. I, I, I do suppose that is the truth. They are no longer children and growing in that fashion, though, of course, anybody can grow. If you may uh, indulge me, I, I am very pleased to be able to see a child grow. It is not something that one gets to see when they are trapped in a physicist's hut for centuries. Perhaps when thou art uh, an adult, thou may feel the very same sensation that swells in my chest when I see thee. Well, glad to make you feel good. And now it is my job to make me feel good. Get over here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm getting a lot of... <laughs> yeah, he starts, he starts working all over on you. He's like, excuse me, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Uh, it appears you've been, um, yep, nerves, nerves, some nerve problem, nerve damage over here. <laughs> that one, ooh. That one is spiral fracture. By spiral fracture, don't worry, that is doable. It's just a fracture. I have some bone <laughs> sealant over here. Oh, boy. <laughs> he gets, like, a frightening needle out. Oh, boy. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, you, you you begin to feel you feel the pain kind of riddling all over your body. The crackle of electro fields, concentrated electroplasm knocking you off your feet. But eventually, it all it all leaves as the physiker takes up that pain from injury, and yet that pain in your legs, the pain from growth, remains because it's not for the physiker to drink. All right, I feel better. Back to just leg pain. Red cross marks on, <laughs> not all over your body, but on a good number. Yeah. Thanks, Mixer Fizz. Anytime. I'll send one of the others in. They, again, will probably not be taller. Although, Pip could stand up straighter. I could make either of them taller. You could? Didst thou know? There is a procedure that thou couldst do. Well, basically, you kind of break somebody's legs, <laughs> you see? And then and then when you break their legs, you just add a little bit there. And it's sort of, it, the recovery time's a bit of a, a bit of a hassle, but it will make you a little taller. You add a little bit? You add a little bit, just a little bit a back. A bit of what? Ah, uh, whatever you got around, extra bone, metal. What about the skin? Oh, I'll just seal that up. Okay. Muscle too. Oh, you know what? I'll let them know about that. I just filled in your fractures with my bone sealant. I didn't know that was. But that's just a fracture. This is a real procedure, by the way. Yes, I'm aware. Oh, yeah. The reason I asked about the skin is because Greg wondered for months what they did with the skin. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Now now Stefan is wondering. (laughs) Now Stefan is wondering, right? <laughs> my understand, I, I, my understanding is is that actually like it's it's fine. They don't actually they don't make you that that much taller. It, it's just like an inch or two. Skin is flexible. I think I think what the main thing too is that like yeah, your skin is flexible, uh, and also like it's not like okay, you are now three inches taller and now you're just recovering. Part I think part of the procedure is actually like your bones, it, your bones. Um, your bones will also heal themselves. So what it is is you put the the metal or whatever the fuck, and then the bones heal themselves, and then that actually slowly makes you like taller. I don't know. I this is I'm already tall, and I'm not so insecure about that. So I I would not need this. I've looked into it for personal reasons. 
<laughs> I am not so tall. But also, Greg, you bastard, I just realized that you use the imperial system. Hey. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to leave. Who's next? Trix has got it. Did you guys know the physicer can make you taller? What? Yeah, if you want no to be taller. How, wait, I mean, for real? Like, yeah. how tall? I was just about to ask the same question. You could, you'd have to ask them. I'm surprised you're both interested in this, uh, considering Drake's you're already tall, and Pip, you don't even stand up straight. Yeah, but it's, it's the principle of the thing. Okay, I'm I'm a 14 year old girl. This is not an instinct that I will understand. I'm. It's not that I'm not already tall, but like, I mean, you know, I could be taller. Exactly. At some point, it gets impractical, though. Yeah, but you know, everything's bigger in Severus. <laughs> It's all, it's, it's no matter of practicality is. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? That feels like something. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that feels like that means something. You said that in a, in a, in a way where you were proud of yourself. Uh... Pip escapes into the uh, the physicers. Yeah, Pip goes to the physicers. Pip, Pip escapes this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You close the door behind you. There's the sweet sterile air. The the you move so fast. The moss is like like kind of flows a little bit in the in the wind generated from the way you close it. The physiker uh, spills a potion that they were decanting. Oh my! David McKeel. That's that's me in the in the flesh. What's left of it? I I should say the well well worn flesh. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, you've been setting that hands. You haven't set that hand yet. Set it what? Set it where? The way the way thou art wincing while you were while you were closing the door. You you've broken your hand. Uh, is is that what happened? Is is that what happened? Pippin McKeel, dost thou just acquire a new pain in thy body and just and just ignore it? <laughs> yeah. Thou art not that old. It's more. It comes from unusual places, and sometimes I don't like to think about where they come from. Here, here, roll up thy sleeve. Pip does so. Yeah, and the physiker. Very daintily. Normally the physiker, the physiker, you know, goofy, haha, like, is, you know, I'll put the bone ceiling in, here's a little, here's a little sponge thing. But the physiker, like, really takes their time feeling out their hands. I've got to say, happen to re- really appreciate you, you being here and you doing this. It's got me out of a, a right humding of a, a conversation. That was about to occur. Oh my. What sort of conversation? Well, you see, Drake's brought up that everything's bigger than Severus. As you know, they, <laughs> they, they kind of save it in front of Andrew, and Andrew began to question him. And I want no part of this. I, 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 want, I want nothing to do with that one. I, I got nothing to say there. Nothing to say that's not going to get old Pip in trouble. <laughs> I I think it's all right. I, everybody knows that everything doth be bigger in Severus. It's true. <laughs> Let me tell me, I have firsthand experience how big they can they can get him down at Severus. Mixed or fizz? Could barely fit the damn thing in my mouth. <laughs> and you, you, you mean the? I know. I I know you're about to say something that isn't a cock. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Severus corn cakes. 
They'll fill you right up. <laughs> that, that, they will. Couldn't walk for three days. <laughs> you can't hear this because it's an audio medium, but Greg has slain me. I am dead now. Holy shit. <laughs> it looks so bad. It looks so sad. <laughs> Uh, they might dry, aren't they? Just so you just gotta you gotta choke them down. I would have respected you more if you had said it was a cock. <laughs> just commit to your fucking bit. <laughs> true, true. They do tend to be mighty dry, but if you just take the time beforehand to to you know lubricate, it, you really gotta work. Em. You're right. Get some butter, water, whatever that needs to do. Water on a fucking cornbread? Drink, drink water. <laughs> I'm not there. Don't respond to me. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my. We're all adults here. Pippin McHugh. Yes, it's me. Yes. Thy body is, if thou wish, thou could have a new body. But are you saying that I could be told? I, <laughs> I, 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 I suppose that thou could be, but I, I mean to tell you that thou needs to take care of the body that thou art in, because it is, it is thine. It's dying. I'm dying. Thine. It is. It's. <laughs> no, nay, nay, nay. Thou art not. <laughs> if anybody died in here, I would hang it up. <laughs> I would leave. <laughs> I would <laughs> fuck it. The big hand could get me. If listen, if you can crawl into the physicist's hut, the physicist is gonna make sure you jump out. <laughs> but it is, it is your body. It is your body, Pippin McHugh. I seem to have a complicated relationship with it, but I'll say. I don't know what I'll say, but I'll say it. You are a very strangely stubborn individual. And I just wish for thee to know that I tend to thy wounds, I care for thy body. And I care for thy body because it is it is thine body. I don't know if there's a proper tense, but alright. Well, th- in this case, it'd be thy body. Because it is thy body. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. Just mucking about. But, yeah, I'll, I'll hear you. Hear loud and clear. And Pips kind of steals a, a quick glance at the, uh, the tattoo. But what numbers are, are present in this space between spaces? In this space. Um, in this space, it's, it's actually, it's actually pie. So it just kind of like extends down Pip's arm? Yeah, it, 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 it like weirdly extends. Or rather, no, it's, it's less extending in this case. I think I think what's happening is it's like it's shifting a bit. Like you're seeing it's 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 still just the three numerals, but it's scrolling through the digits of pi. <laughs> it's like ever, ever shifting here. Interesting. Well, thanks for your help. Oh, oh, fizz. Don't got to worry about seeing Pippin McKeel in here looking quite this rough again. Mostly because I think if this happens again, I probably uh, will not be walking through that door. Tis not that dire, but thou dost not have many more of these in you. 
uh, for the listeners at home, I am at three out of four scars. Mm-hmm. Things aren't looking good. <laughs> if you get four, like, the, the character is over. Well, if you get four, you don't die if you get four. But once you get four, like, you, you lose... That's all. You get four second chances, and then from then on, it's just going to be Pip's harm track. Wee. And then they die. And then they die, uh, if, if you fill up the harm track. And Greg takes this as a personal challenge. Yep. Pip, Pip heads on out. Pip, you were only gone for like two seconds. It's the Physiker's hut. You still have to tell me what's going on. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? I've got to go be back soon. <laughs> I'm not going to forget! Ha cha cha Listeners will note that the entirety of the uh, following scene in the Physicus Hut will take place entirely between the f and the get uh, in Andrew's forget. <laughs> hey, Mr. Fizz, what's, 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 what's going on? Good either, Drix. Uh, art thou, art thou uh, going to ask if I can make thee taller? Oh, no, no. Uh, well, I mean, I was definitely going to consider it. Now I've got a whole bigger thing to deal with. Angel's ask, out there asking questions about certain sayings. Oh, yes, that that is true. Yes, yes. About the, the uh, everything's bigger in Severus with the, with the corn cakes. Oh, wow. They used that as a slang for cock back then, too, huh? <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Unlike Greg and I, Stefan isn't a coward. <laughs> it's on the record now. I'm so glad I was able to steer that out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <I'm> so- oh. <laughs> <sighs> Corn cakes, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. As long as she never meets another Severosi person in her life, I think I could tell her that one. I suppose that could happen. <laughs> you know, you know, that does explain a lot about my past. <laughs> I had some past encounters. You've shed a lot of light upon them. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, I guess, I, I guess, you know, you must have been doing a lot of travel. Uh, pretty pretty liable to get some terms mixed up, isn't it, huh? <laughs> That's not all I got mixed up. Oh. Let me tell you. All right, what are we working with? How how you feeling? <laughs> you don't look you don't look too bad. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm honestly not that bad. I was playing it up a little bit for them, but uh. <laughs> let me quickly examine the and hold up. <laughs> Takes like a equivalent of like a, a stethoscope, puts it on your heart, puts it up on that uh, on your like your forehead. Hmm. Actually, you know what? That's really cool. It's it's a two pronged stethoscope. Oh, it's it. Puts it on your forehead and uh, your heart. Listening to the brain. Trix, I do not mean to alarm thee, but it appears you've lost a good amount of life force. Wait, like like life force, life force? Because like I I I have been really tired all day, but I didn't think it was like life force. I thought maybe I didn't have a cup of a cup of bean juice. <laughs> It feels as though something has, um... A vampire has not fed upon thee, correct? I, I think I would see a mark. N- not that I know of. Um, uh, some, some, some ghosty-wosties passed right through me. And they took a little for themselves, I see. Am I gonna die? 
nay, nay, thou art not going to die. Uh, thy body is live, and so thou art always creating more life energy. Uh, a spirit's body is not, and therefore they must always take. Take it easy. Not a whole lot I can do to restore your lost energy. Be be careful with that. Okay. Um, I, I promise I'll try and, like, keep myself moderately calm. Yes, yes. Yeah. It seems very useless to say, but please attempt to avoid uh, seeing anything uh, shocking and gruesome, <laughs> if you can, I don't know, for a, at least a couple days. Okay, I can do my best with that. Just, you know, get some me time, get a little rope tricks in, all that. Trix is going to have to put a bag over Pip's head for the duration. Just <laughs> a little potion for the, uh, the, the, for the little uh, jolt she got. From, uh, it looks like a zap. To be honest, I feel like, you know how chefs get a little, like, immune to fire in a weird way? Mm-mm-mm. Like, hey, line bulls, your nerves, your nerves have calluses somehow. Oh. <laughs> like, the equivalent, like, if nerves could get calluses, yours have them. I don't wow. know what it is. Okay, all right. That that actually sounds kind of nice. All right. It's horrifying is what it is. I It's a medical anomaly that I, I have yet to crack. <laughs> Okay, so maybe maybe it could be a little bit better, but but there doth be no way that I could ask a line bull to try to avoid electricity. Yeah, no, that that seems like a medical and physical impossibility that I'm not prepared. Here, take this down one swig. Oh, okay. Um, all right, yeah. Should should I try it? Should I try it now? Yeah, yeah, right oh, now. I, oh, okay. I don't okay. take my glass. Just, just, just drink this down one swig. Cool, cool. Don't, cool, cool. don't take more than one swig. Toothsome, no? <laughs> Very. <laughs> Do you have any other flavors? Nay, that's like <laughs> if I if I could flavor it, you think you'd think I would do something about the fact that it's a potion that thou needs to chew? <laughs> you know what? Get get out of here. Go explain to Andrew uh something about corn cakes. Yep, yep, gotcha, gotcha. I can't believe the physiker hates jello shots. The physiker hates jello shots when they when they're like <laughs> <laughs> like if it was a medical cello shot. All right. Well, that does, in fact, sound vile. Sometimes jello shots do taste medicinal. Yeah. In a derogatory way. Medicinal derogatory. Cherry is a mistake. Don't do cherry jello shots. Don't, friends don't let friends do cherry jello shots. Friends don't let friends do cherry jello shots. I assume we walk to uh, the pub. Clave's Cantina, uh, Andrew having been fed a line about uh, some corn cakes, an adult treat <laughs> from Severus. <laughs> I've been told that this is specifically a treat for a Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, corn cakes. You don't see them on a lot of menus or anything because, you know, they're, they're more like a treat for adults specifically. Now I'm craving corn cakes. Why are they a treat for adults specifically? This is really hard to keep them down. Because they're made with alcohol. You hear people uh, marching down the road as you head to the pub 
holding up signs with a picture of an Akarosi woman. She's like greedily pushing uh, a poor, innocent-looking Akarosi man out of a chair is what the, 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 the like signage is. Lady Morriston is unjust, undemocratic. Give up her seat. Hey, my my guy, I, I I do think you would do get a little more traction if that kind of rhymed. Hey there, this is a complicated situation. We can't exactly blend it down into uh, some catchy, rhymey thing. That's how Lady Morrison's camp ended up with. It's illegitimate. He must quit him. It. I don't know. That was kind of that. That was kind of good. <laughs> it's memorable, at least. Listen here, strangers. Listen here, strangers. Uh. Let's just say uh, a member of city council. Hypothetically. Hypothetically was away, away from her city during the Feast of Gratitude. Would you prefer a city council seat be left unfilled until whenever she returns? Or do you think that the remaining people should vote when a different member needs to stand down? Well, Lady Morrison gets to keep her seat. And yet she seems to think that her vote matters the most. Well, uh, I think I think that kind of depends if, you know, uh, is is the council vote choosing to vote now to obscure the will of the people or is this some kind of an affront on democracy or are you guys just trying to? Obviously, it's not an affront on democracy. An affront on democracy would be uh, would be assuming that Lady Morriston, uh, her voice matters more than everybody else's. Why does her voice matter more than everybody? Like, what? what is implying that? I'm well, very, I genuinely, I, I'm not following. She was out of the city during the Feast of Gratitude when Lord Pharos, due to his health, needed to step down from the city council. The other members of city council did the customary vote to, uh, to place Lord Penderin onto the seat. And now Lady Morrison is claiming that they should have waited for her to get back. That doesn't seem like her voice matters more than everybody else's. That seems like she's upset because she didn't get to vote, like, at all. Would have have changed the results? Yeah. God, good. Well, how, how long, the Feast of Gratitude, like, how long was she gone? Feast of Gratitude is a pretty long time. She's gone for the whole feast. Two whole weeks. That feels like not that long a time to be gone. And also, he like retired during the feast, which means he was probably like multiple days. It was because of his health. Multiple days to a weekend, though. Like, so you really only had to wait like a week for her. So that's so much. Is that so difficult? Like, I don't know Ugh. the context of this, but it sounds like you're being a little weird. It sounds like you're just a, another Lady Morrison sympathizer I, up on your high horse. I just Let's got, go, boys. I genuinely <laughs> have no idea who this woman is. I just got here. <laughs> they all start marching away. <laughs> At least she wasn't killed by a witch. Let's go to the pub. So, uh, so you guys show up in Clave's cantina. Clave himself is probably not the one serving you, but... So the legend goes, according to a sign in the door, this cantina was set up by a scofflander who was so enamored by the free-riding spirit of those who lived in Severus that he moved down south uh, and learned the ways of the cowboy. He brings a, a scofic charm to classic Severosi cuisine. I can't believe that Greg is doing an Uno's. They've got uh, tequila, but aged in scofic whiskey barrels. As well as that hip new Eruvian pale ale from Scoffer beverage artist Virgil Fairplay. 
On the menu for dinner, we've got a pickled herring gumbo or meatballs in a spicy cream sauce with the optional side of mash and bran berries or goat cream cheese cornbread. So is this goat cream cheese cornbread the same thing as a corn cake? <laughs> no. No, I'm talking to the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter's... Same thing as a, a corn cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he like hugs uh, at his collar a bit. No, no. You, kids, kids, kids can have cornbread. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? This is out of cannon. This is Stefan laughing. <laughs> are you telling me Drix isn't laughing right now? Uh, Drix is Drix is like sweating bullets. Why are you sweating, Drix? <laughs> uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sweating. Someone, someone is going to tell me what is up with these corn cakes. It's, I, you know what? Ask your fathers. Uh, what can I take your order? On the meatballs. The, and the, the cornbread. Well, that's good. The sauce, the sauce, the cream sauce is spicy for the meatballs. Oh my God, I'm already and I'll be fine. Oh, all right. I, I do want those meatballs as well. Uh, could I get it without the sauce? Because I can't really handle spice. Of course, of course. Uh, and, and on the side, mash and bran berries or, or the... Absolutely mash. Mash? All right, mash and bran berries. The bran berries are... Um, <clears throat> the bran berries are, are picked around our bite and, and they come they come down the, the train tracks. I like all your buttons. Do they let you choose those or do they assign them? Oh, uh, well, actually, um, they're, they're, they're assigned, but it's, it's based on, like... What tables I'm working, how long I've been working. It's it's great. What do you what do you recommend for like a classic Severosi gentleman? A classic Severosi gentleman. Uh, this Akarosi who works at a fusion Skavik Severosi uh, <laughs> Cantina muses. Classic Severosi gentleman. Well, I gotta say, the pickled herring gumbo, not your mama's gumbo, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, but also but also it, it could appeal it could appeal to um people who want a taste of um taste of mama's gumbo. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, you know what? I'll trust you on that, and just give me um give me the mash, the mash with bramble, uh, br- branberries, Bran- yeah. branberries. Yep, yep. <laughs> Anything to drink? You know what? Get, get, how, how about that tequila aged in the whiskey? Great, great, great. Ooh. Ooh. But we're not in the dry town anymore. No, thank the emperor. <clears throat> I'm going to need a drink to get through this meal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so the, the waiter uh, leaves, uh, drops off the, the drinks. I can't believe we made this into a TGI Fridays. <laughs> I am directly adding TGA Fridays. <laughs> You're never gonna tell me about the corn cakes, are you? It's it's just cornbread. Don't worry about it. I don't believe you. You're sweating so hard. I'm, I'm not. It's just hot in here, isn't it? You know what? If I don't find out from you, I'm gonna find out from somebody else. I'm gonna start asking people. <laughs> Parents, parents, if you don't talk to your children, 
Parents, if you don't talk to your children about Urban Dictionary, they'll find it for themselves. And then they'll have really weird kind of like presumptions about what actually constitutes a sex act as opposed to just whatever the fuck someone put online. Whatever deranged thing they decided to. Oh yeah, like the Charizard. I'm glad. I'm glad your brain went to the exact same entry mine did. (laughs) (laughs) So, in a more serious let, how you guys feeling about the whole friendship coalition thing? What other choice do we have? Yeah, we don't have a lot of great options on this one. So, um, I guess this is our lot. Yeah, I was, I meant what I said. If they get rid of Candace, they'll just, we'll just have someone worse. Yeah, it's not going to help us. We we can take a stand now, or we can just kind of get steamrolled, huh? Yeah. Pretty much. Wonderful. Love choices. We might all get murdered. I'm sorry, what? We might all get murdered. Uh, yeah, that's probably a possibility. Strangford could put anyone on the train and just pop a little ghost in them. The physiker was talking about how maybe when I was, when I get older, I'll see a kid and feel like they feel when they feel older when they look at me. And I just kept thinking, yeah, if I get that far. Dang, that is bleak. Yeah, I thought that it would make them sad, so I didn't say it. But you, you told it to us. <laughs> uh, I've got the uh, pickled herring gumbo here. Uh, meatballs sauce, meatballs no sauce. <laughs> Mashed cranberries. Uh, and goat cream cheese corn bread. Why are for the you being so deliberate about this? What is up with the corn cake? Talk to your fathers. My fathers won't tell me. <laughs> the waiter gives you guys both like a side eye, shakes his head, <laughs> and then uh, leaves. Uh, fine. Fine, Andrew. I will tell you what it means. Yeah? Yeah. What does he think a corn cake is? Oh. Okay, both of you just lean over real quick. <laughs> <laughs> close, close. <laughs> Corn cakes are dead, okay? Oh. <laughs> That's easy enough. Huh. I mean, honestly, this is kind of what I figured it would be. Oh. Wait, you had it figured out and you were still trying to... I mean, I wasn't... I hadn't figured it out, but, like, when someone gets cagey about what something means, I feel like dick is a pretty, like, reasonable place to leap to. Yeah, this isn't exactly in the dictionary. <laughs> Dictionary. Dictionary. <laughs> anyway, the Friendship Coalition. <laughs> um. Right, we were we were talking about real stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, we won't get murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna try. Gonna try not to get murdered. Honestly, low bar. But what can I say? It's a little bar to clear, but still, still kind of a uh, difficult. Do you think that maybe we could um ask anyone for help? Maybe Lottius could do something, or I don't know. 
Timothy's in the union. Timothy could teach us what to do. I mean, I, I'm in a friendship coalition. That's. <laughs> I feel like Timothy is probably usually not that helpful with things. Um, but Laudius could maybe do something for us if, you know, if he's in his like good person era. He kind of like swaps back and forth. Is he going to tolerate our questions? I assume we would need to, you know, meet him like deep throat style. Deep throat? Yeah, yeah. You know, that 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 like old play where uh <laughs> that old play where that person like meets in a dark alley and talks like this. I am not familiar. This is a deranged episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked more about blowjobs this episode than I think we ever have in a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, one of those blowjob conversations was a retcon. That's technically ostensibly true. (laughs) Okay, so, like, we'd have to, like, meet up somewhere secret, somewhere that couldn't be monitored, and, you know, ask our questions, get our help. Do you have a way to contact him? Uh, Greg, do I have a way to contact him? Who's Greg? Oh, uh, I I mean, yeah, probably. (laughs) A tiny Greg, uh, that lives lives in Drix's pocket. (laughs) It's like a magic eight ball. (laughs) Hey, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to, you could do a, send a telegram. Mm -hmm. That's how we. That's how we do. This literally sounds like something that a favor would be used for. Of like, send a message to a dude. Yeah, that makes sense. Spend a, spend a favor. Send a message to Teladius. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll do that then. Note that down. Note that down for for later. Sounds like a plan. Um. Actually, yeah. I'll 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 note it down real quick. Maybe later. Send me like what your message is. Gotcha. Can do. Drix, as as you're like, I'm pretty sure I've got away. There's a warmth in your body that uh could chalk up to the brand berries which taste a bit like raspberries but they they warm you up you can see why they're they're popular in cold scotland that is kind of nice especially since it's so cold in here okay <laughs> yeah, the meatballs the meatballs themselves are pretty good the spice didn't ruin the sauce but it was definitely the flavor profile is like not super gelling for you i'm imagining it's also like super mild oh yeah it's not actually that spicy pickle terry and gumbo though surprisingly good not at all this is not severosi food but like hey i mean it's good (laughs) huh you know honestly i'm glad they were able to at least do something good even though this is a hundred percent not gumbo but you're telling me this is inauthentic cuisine what what about this place, that menu, the food in front of you, my demeanor, <laughs> or or our waiter told you that this might be authentic. This the sign on the door. <laughs> uh, authentic in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> authentic, yeah. Authentic uh, Severosi uh, cuisine. Authentic Severosi cuisine with a Scottish twist. There we go. Just like a a painting of a painting of who you can only assume is Clave. Uh, Scovlander in a cowboy hat and like chaps and stuff. 
I must say, he does pull off the chaps. You think he likes corn cakes? I think he adores corn cakes. <laughs> End the scene, Greg. Save yeah, us. I was going to say, I think that's it. Uh, all right. This is going to be a deranged episode. I'm so excited. As you exit the pub, uh, Andrew, I imagine like probably the first day could be spent on like recovery and eating and stuff. We usually end up having like a couple of days to a week uh, of um, layover time. Uh, and so I think, uh, I think, Andrew, it probably hits you uh, as you're, you're off to bed. If I'm not mistaken, there, there is a piecing some things together, as, as you heard a rumor about uh, a witch in Severin who could summon forth ghosts from one's bloodline. And she's out of danger now, but if there was a witch in Severin, it was Elaine. Hmm. She told you where she was going to be, hanging about, waiting for a boat from Scoblin. Drix, this is going to kind of go into your uh, side job, but also going into bloodline ghost calling. Drix, when you go to bed that night, what kind of dream would Drix be having? I think nice, Drix nice, is nice, having... Nice. I think Drix is having a pretty happy dream. Uh... <laughs> Comparatively, he kind of got off scot-free last mission, so he's just kind of in a good mood. Aw. I was hoping for a horrible nightmare. Drix, you're having it. You're having a great happy dream. Maybe you're having a tumble rumble or something. Oh yeah, yeah, tumble rumble with Nissa. That'd be fun. Having a tumble rumble with Nissa, and during in between one of the rounds, behind Nissa, uh, or rather, rather, instead of Nissa, there is. The woman that you've seen before, Tiff Valentine, uh, a revolutionary Severosi magician. Severosi woman with, with short hair. Not exactly dressed like a magician. Uh, in this case, in this case, she does appear in a robe with like stars and, and, and moons and stuff like that. Uh, okay, this is kind of weird. Howdy there, partner. Hi. I, I'm talking to you now. And she reaches behind her robes and pulls out uh, an object, an almost indescribable object. I'm contacting you, as you know, through the Horn of Volette. Now, the Horn of Volette, I'm sure, as we, as we both know, is a Leviathan's horn is shaped inconceivable by the subconscious mind. So let this token prove to you that I'm really here and not just a dream, all right? Uh-huh. The, the, these are things that I've heard before. Are you saying, are you saying that for real? Or... <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm gonna level with you. I feel like I've heard a little bit about the Leviathan Horn thing, but I really don't know why you're here. Or, yeah, like I, I it's just it's it's kind of we don't have. There's nothing going on. There's nothing. Go, I don't. I I wouldn't be in your dream probably. I just need you to do a job for me, because I hear that you were on that train that I sent that little witch girl on. Little witch girl? Well, she ain't really like a little witch girl. She's a witch young woman. Elaine? Oh, yeah, yeah. You sent Elaine? It's very important for the cause. Now, she needs to meet up with some compatriots from uh, Scotland. It's going to take her on a boat to Arvade. So? I will pay you to make sure that she's able to make it safe. No witnesses. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I can I can do that. I mean, uh, the last thing I want is anything to happen to Elaine. All right. Thanks a bunch. 
Also, you tumble rumble, isn't that for like children? No, tumble rumble is a sport. Yeah, sports are for children. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think that just means you don't have any joy in your heart. Sports are where your feelings go. Sports are where your feelings go. You know, this is why I always like music class. <laughs> she leaves your dream. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 like. <laughs> Spinning your wheels there. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I, I thought I'd have a crack and it didn't come. <laughs> Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org. And additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville. Played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn. Played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name, Nikhil, played by me, Guys What Bell. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train and I'll let Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense yours, thanks yours, you for yours, your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.